Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. You've tuned into the home of, of America's conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, opinions, feedback. Yes, I'll even accept your adoration and praise. Again, that email, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. So, I want to start. A lot of things, uh, you know, whenever... There's obviously, I mentioned this most Mondays, there's a lot of stuff to catch up uh, that happened over the weekend that we can talk about. Every once in a while, I feel like what happened is an important, I don't know, uh, lesson or something worth spending our time on talking about and recognizing what is going on, where we are in this process, what we are about to embark upon and it's an election year and we've we've mentioned this in fact i mentioned it uh in last week's television program by the way if you haven't tuned into that television program uh, that airs monday night so that's tonight 9 30 p.m it's called huff and we're gonna start um, in fact i'm in the process of loading loading these to our website as well um so you can watch them online. But we've we've talked about this. I mean, in fact, we're, we're doing a series. I've not really done a series before, but we're doing the series on our television show that is based on the premise, the idea that a lot of people, I go back to 2020, a lot of people voted against Trump because they hate Trump. How many people now regret their vote for Biden? It's at least 10%, I think, I've seen in, in surveys. And it's, I think it's a lot more than that in some, uh, depending upon how you interpret some of the data and so forth. But people realize that it's not just voting against someone that's been demonized by the left and by the media countless times for a period of years. It's also about ideas. In fact, it's really about ideas first and foremost. And... The 2020 election was not about ideas, and I am of the very firm opinion that elections should be about opinions and ideas and worldviews and how someone views the role of government and so forth. So we're doing a series. It's called What's Wrong with Liberalism, and we're doing a series of episodes that are designed to – let's talk about the ideas and concepts, fundamental worldview – sort of situation or I guess uh, just the details as to why different parties have different, different ideas and approaches. And this is not a, it's not meant to be a, an absolute defense of Republicans because candidly, I'm not happy with many of those jokers as well, but they are much, much 
friendlier in general to the concepts embraced by our founders, uh, liberty, freedom, the Constitution, limited government, those things, than, um, than are the radical left today. All that being said, that's what we're doing. We're going through and we're talking about specific reasons why conservative ideology is better for your life, for my life, for the way the society was built, um, which was on truth. And so I think we need to, I know we need to return back to that. So that's what that episode is about, or that series, I guess, is about on the television program. But I don't really do series on here, but sometimes there's a, a series of things that trigger something that I think is worth stopping everything else that's going on and talking about it. And so as I've thought about the election year, as I've understood and explained, articulated immensely well, of course, <laughs> to you, um, the what what happens when we move into an election season, right? We've got politicians that don't want to be held accountable for the things that they've done that haven't worked. They want to blame someone else. They want to act like they weren't involved. Um, they're all for pushing the needle the Democrats, the radical left, they're all for pushing the needle as far to the left as they can. And then when it comes time to be held accountable, they don't want anything to do with it because those decisions are devastating to your life, to your pocketbook, bank account, to your job. I told my wife yesterday, you know, we're, we're down here in uh, beautiful uh, Florida. Um, and it's been, I know so many of you are struggling with uh, the, the colder weather. Um, it, it's, it's been, it's been great down, down here. And I love, I love Florida. I do. Um, I love the, the approach. I, I like Ron DeSantis and this, what I'm about to say has nothing to do with, with government. Even. Well, it has everything to do with government in general, but nothing to do with something DeSantis did. But we were just trying to find a place to eat yesterday and it's darn near impossible. I mean, for the types of places, let me say <laughs> that we have to go with, with, with three children and we were in a bit of a rush. I'm I'm telling you, we we couldn't find restaurants. Many were closed, which I'm not opposed to people being closed on Sunday. But they weren't closed on Sunday because of the reasons Chick Fil A is closed on Sunday. They were closed on Sunday because they couldn't open, even though they wanted to, because they are short staffed. Or it, it's I told my wife, I feel like we've gone back 30 years um, with our economy, with how we've come through how we've come through COVID. Um, and so my point is these decisions and dictates and worldviews that are embraced by our political leaders absolutely impact the way that we live our lives. That's one tiny example, but it's obvious. I think it should be obvious to, to everyone. Anyhow, so the left wants to talk about a war on, you know, well, they want to say that Republicans are running a war on our democracy. They're threatening to overthrow democracy because they pass laws that prevent people from just voting who shouldn't be even in the polling booth to begin with or to set up some standards that make elections more secure. These folks, these ideas and principles, and this is not, this is not to say that every detail of every bill passed by every state house is something I would endorse. But in general, in general, our elections need to be more secure. I don't know how anyone can disagree with that. We should always be thinking of ways to 
make our elections more secure. There's that is that is one of the I would say primary objectives, or it should be, from a government is to make sure that your elections are secure, to make sure that you're eliminating paths that allow for voter fraud, for example, or even worse, election fraud. And you do your best to stop that. So they want to blame Republicans for every law that tries to prevent something fishy and funny and illegal from happening where people are casting ballots illegally or where there's an opportunity for people to do things like fill out ballots for other people without their permission, drop them in the mail without a signature. I mean, anyone who is the least bit objective can understand the thinking of some of these things. We've, if people don't vote in 2022, folks, um, it's because they've chosen not to do so. It's, or it's not a high enough priority to where, to, you know, there's so many opportunities to vote. It's, it's not that there's not enough access. We have, we have the point has, has been reached where we have to think, how do we secure all the access we're giving to people? So it's not that the Republicans are waging a war on our democracy, folks. This is the takeaway. I know you know this, but the radical left is waging the real war on our republic. And they are gearing up. They are gearing up for an election that they know, they know. You can etch this in stone. They know. They have done the math. They've done the polling. They've done the calculations. They've seen the new districts. They've seen the polling for Biden. They've seen the polling for the Build Back Better agenda, and they know they are about to be walloped, and they know that they cannot, they absolutely cannot win this upcoming election fairly. Mark that down in stone. They absolutely, unequivocally, without any question, barring, I should say, barring some sort of, a, I don't know, something that would come up that would potentially be able to change that, which don't put that past them either, which, by the way, manufacturing and creating and praying for something to come up that creates havoc in your country so that you can get votes, in my estimation, is another way to, as Biden likes to say, engage in subverting an election. So they know that they can't win this thing fairly and squarely. So what are they doing? And you you can look around this, and I want to mention uh, this this show's broadcast, of course, as a podcast, but also um, our, our home our home station is Freedom ninety five in Indianapolis, and one of your Central Indiana cable, as you call it, cable providers, someone that uh, folks pay to provide you know additional channels um, in Central Indiana. It's actually my former my former provider. Um, my family's provider for internet connectivity, and it was great internet connectivity. And uh, actually, we didn't—I guess we didn't have the television, but it's the same company that we had our high-speed internet at the home studio when we were based in our home uh, studio in Indiana. It's Endeavor Communications. Endeavor Communications. Now, this also happened with Directv, and their canceling of uh, One American News Network, which that news hit over. Uh, over the weekend, but 
Endeavor Communications. This I got this email from Newsmax. Um, I guess it would have been late last week. I was going to mention this last week. I didn't because I simply didn't have the time. But Endeavor Communications has chosen to remove Newsmax TV from their television plans, which... Let me say up front, this is Endeavor's prerogative, but we have to ask ourselves why. We have to ask ourselves why. And so this is I'm just going to read you the email from Newsmax. Newsmax says this, Endeavor Communications has dropped Newsmax from their customers' TV plans. Big tech already censors the independent voices of millions of Americans. Don't let Endeavor Communications do the same. Contact Endeavor Communications today and demand Newsmax be returned to your lineup. Big tech is using algorithms to hide conservative content. That is accurate. Effectively banning any voices that aren't in lockstep with the woke left's agenda. I completely concur with that. That is a fair assessment of what is going on as it comes to the censoring or silencing or... um, uh, just whatever other technical terms they have for not letting conservative voices use these platforms to reach people because they don't like they big tech doesn't like doesn't like voices. Um, I mean, folks, big tech likes the left. Big, I'll tell you one of the main reasons why. One of the main reasons why these big companies like uh, like government is because it. prohibits or at least it doesn't directly prohibit although it sometimes can it makes it incredibly difficult for new uh, what i want to say new competitors i guess to enter the market so for example places like walmart and amazon when it comes to uh, the application you know if you sell something online currently Currently, if you're selling, if you only have a physical location in, say, Indiana, you only have to sell and collect sales tax on people who receive your product in Indiana. And if you sell outside to Ohio or Washington State or wherever, they don't have the authority to collect that on you. You don't have to collect it. It sounds, believe me, there's a lot to it. I mean, there's there's a lot of, just think about how many, there's hundreds, I think there's thousands of uh, tax collecting agencies when you look at state, city, and counties around the country. And each one is different. So these entrepreneurs, um, it's a barrier to entry or it's a hesitation because, hey, I don't want to be someone who violates a law in K- uh, King County, Washington State, which is what Seattle area. I don't want to, I don't know what their law is. Yeah, I can get the software that's supposedly going to tell me, but I still have to manually like file this stuff or have someone do it, which is time and money. Places like Walmart and Amazon are cool with the government saying that everyone has to abide by uh, tax laws outside their state and region because they've got the manpower. Oh, sorry, I try not to be, I try to be gender neutral. People power. They have the people power necessary and the accounting, you know, People, they've got the legal folks that can make sure that they're in compliance. Small businesses, entrepreneurs don't have this. And so they like that. They also like to cozy up to these folks. They like to get, you know, to give money and to hope for at least favorable treatments if you're just being 
uh, <laughs> as kind as possible. Sometimes they want special treatment if you're going to be cynical or even worse, kickbacks and paybacks and who knows what else. Think Hunter Biden and Burisma, some of the allegations kicked around there. Think Hillary Clinton and what happened with the Clinton Foundation and some of the allegations there. That sort of thing, right? I'm not making definitive claims that that's what happened, but but there's certainly reason to have questions about those things. Big tech, big corporations often are okay with all those things and okay with leftist policies because it it insulates them. Government policies are not favorable the more governments involved to entrepreneurs. And so people who are big business, big tech in particular, are happy with this. And so so there is an incentive there, at least one could make the case, and it's fair to question and fair to ask, why is this... Why do these uh, news outlets get canceled on certain cable providers? So let me finish the email. We'll take a break. Um, The far left, it continues here, this email, has been pushing for cable TV providers like Endeavor Communications to drop Newsmax. That's another factor in this. You've got radical leftists that are really putting a lot of effort, a lot of coordination, a lot of emails and calls and whatever else to pressure these companies and these companies are like hey you know we just want to exist here do our thing provide a service collect money and stay out of this or if if they're not in the if they're not in the camp of those who are in bed with with big government some of these smaller companies aren't necessarily and I'm not implying either way with endeavor I'm just saying these are the forces and factors that we have to look at and think about in these particular situations the other thing is maybe, and I've, I've just got to take a break here. I'm too, I'm too long. But maybe there's another factor involved as well, which is maybe Newsmax is too expensive and Endeavor is just going to say, hey, we can't afford this. But Newsmax addresses that in this email, and I want to share that with you. So we've got Newsmax that's being canceled by Endeavor Communications. That, folks, is uh, in central Indiana. In fact, they're based out of Cloverdale. Um, and I don't know their exact territory of service, but it's – West Central Indiana, I know. And we've also, on a larger scale, have DirecTV now that has canceled One American News Network, which we'll talk about as well. But this is part of a bigger picture. We're in a, an election year, and they want to, one of the things they have to do is, is, is silence or make it harder for the conservative message to get out, right? That's one of the things the left seeks. And I know that that... Endeavor and DirecTV are not the government, so they can choose for themselves. But if they're doing it for political purposes, if they're doing it um, because of those cozy relationships or because you know they want to see a desired outcome uh, in an election, and they just they're operating under a different set of uh, well, a different set of rules that they they tell us they're operating by. They're not there to advance a political agenda and so forth, but they really are. This is this is problematic. It really is. It, it is it is problematic because the larger picture is that it's silencing debate. It's silencing speech. And I don't want to say it's in the it's an infringement on the First Amendment because the government's not doing it. But if 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 these companies become an extension of the government because they like how that's working and they do their dirty work for them. How different is it really from the government directly shutting these folks down? These are fair questions. I don't want to 
there's a lot of constitutional considerations here, and I don't want to overstep what's happening or over, I guess, uh, uh, over make make the allegations too heavy. But if that's where this is headed, there's obviously other considerations we have to take into account as well that the founders would not have looked um, they would not have looked very favorably upon. Quick time out, my friends. Long in this segment. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So let's pick up here really quickly. Um, it's going to be a short segment. I apologize with the this email. And again, this matters. This is, to me, under the context of what they believe, they being the radical left, they being big tech, and I'm not saying endeavors, quote, big tech. Uh, there may be other factors. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to be fair in the presentation of this, but you know, maybe Endeavor decides that Newsmax isn't worth the money, which Newsmax addresses in this email here. It says this. They want... Um, it says the far left has been pushing for cable TV providers like Endeavor Communications to drop Newsmax. <clears throat> they want Newsmax off air despite the fact that we, this is of course an email from Newsmax, are the fourth highest cable uh, rated cable news channel and a top 20 cable channel. So you might think, well, <laughs> if it's a top 20 channel, a top four news channel, um, that seems a little bit questionable. Maybe they're just charging too much. I mean, maybe. So here's what, Endeavor says about uh, about that. It says, um, "What is it? Yeah, they claim I'm skipping some paragraphs here. They claim we talk we cost too much. Meanwhile, they pay eleven liberal news and information channels much more than Newsmax, though we have a higher viewership. Now, I can't tell you that that this is a true statement. I mean, I'm inclined to believe these folks. I've I've dealt with, um, we, we've been interviewed on Newsmax. Well, it was for their online stuff, but I've been interviewed by, you know, on, on that uh, outlet before. And I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, let me say this. I've never been, I, I was almost interviewed on MSNBC. We actually had it scheduled and a hurricane hit the panhandle of Florida a couple of years ago. Um, and that felt, believe me, that felt a million times different than when we were interviewed on Fox News and dealt with the producers and, and folks there. I, I felt like they came in to simply do what they told us they were going to do, which was ask us, uh, ask us some questions about, at the time, Senator uh, Joe Donnelly and the Kavanaugh appointment and all of that. Um, that's exactly what they did, 100% what they did. Uh, Newsmax, or excuse me, uh, MSNBC was going to be some on-campus panel discussion at, I think it was at Purdue University but it was the day of, of hurricane I think it was hurricane Michael I, the one it was actually a pretty powerful hurricane and and they canceled everything that day for 20 you know wall-to-wall coverage on the hurricane because it was a pretty big big storm but I, I trust Newsmax is what I'm telling you I can't say that these numbers are right I don't have that information in front of me um, but they're they're saying that they're paying they endeavor are paying more uh, 11 liberal news and information channels more than they're paying Newsmax, even though those 11 liberal stations have less viewership. So similar thing happening with AT&T and one American news network. Um, and so the idea is if, if the only voices out there 
are voices that are puppeting what the Biden administration is telling us, puppeting what Fauci is telling us, puppeting government being the solution, citizens shut up, whether it's whether it's just get your vaccination and just get your booster and just wear your mask and just shut up and don't ask any questions, whether it's the election results were fair, there's no questions to be asked, any question that was asked was fully answered, and if you have any further questions, you're trying to overthrow the U.S. government. I mean, if that's all that you hear, it's no wonder when, when we're already dealing with razor-thin margins in a lot of places, you can see why that would make a real and legitimate difference. And so this is, believe me, I mean, just ask yourself, if you were going to engage in trying to, <laughs> to do a coup, would you do it Trump's way? Uh, what, I'm, what they've alleged, I'm, I'm not saying it's, ha- it's what happened, but would you give a speech and tell people uh, to stay peaceful and polite or whatever the terminology he used was when going to protest the electors being counted by Vice President Pence? Would you have taken that tact? Or would you have done something like, I don't know, make make it so easy to vote um, that ballots could come in for a long time without any way of verifying who they were ultimately coming from? Right? I mean... You start to think about this, and without without even making the allegation that something was stolen, you you would I think a reasonable person would say by leading people to storm the Capitol is literally going to do nothing. I mean, if that was indeed the plan, which I contend that's absolute nonsense. Uh, it's not just not the way that it's done. Just like the Russian collusion delusion was not the way that this worked either. You don't. You don't have this plan to come up and steal an election, and then the last part of your plan is to hope that your ad campaign worked. I mean, that's just flat out stupid. That's not the way that this works. Um, there, there's another component, and actually affecting, taking advantage of, of weaknesses in, in just the way that votes can be gotten into the system, whatever means that is, we should look at those, and we should be able to ask about that. We should be able to demand. In fact, I, I would I demand I I am waiting here in our state for the state to simply say, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna do an audit. We're gonna do an audit. It doesn't have to be every election. Maybe it should to start out. It doesn't even doesn't even necessarily have to be the last election. Let's just I'm on record to say whatever happens in 2022, let's let's figure out if everything is if there's any problems, right? I, I just to me this is this is obviously something that our government should be should be doing besides telling us which days we can wear our masks and all this silly kind of stuff. I just to me there's one obvious thing they should be doing and that's to make sure to I mean this is in the first group of things, make sure the elections are fair and if they are and we're misrepresent or not misrepresent misunderstanding misunderstanding and some folks are deliberately maybe misrepresenting the findings, then tell us, communicate that. Don't tell us we can't ask the questions. And don't use things like AT&T or these other big tech providers to silence and get rid of voices that are simply asking questions. This is a dangerous, dangerous precedent. And again, we are in we're in an election year and they are engaged in doing everything. They, the radical left, the lovers of big government, are doing everything they can to ensure that they win 
2022, and they can't win fair and square. Simply cannot. They know it. We all know it. Unless something dramatically changes very quickly, they're in for a walloping, a butt-kicking, a good old-fashioned butt-kicking here in November. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Kitchen. Friends, by the way, program brought to you in part by Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. Folks, this is the cold, coldest time of the year in central Indiana. If your furnace is working harder, it's more prone to have issues. Maybe you need service. Maybe you need something replaced to make it more efficient. You don't want to throw money away. Um, if your unit's having trouble keeping up or if it's just not doing the job that you want it to do, your bills are higher than you think that they should be, something's not in your mind running efficiently, consider reaching out to my friends at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. Find out more about them by visiting their website, economyheatingandair.com. That's economyheatingandair.com. So I just, again, this we're in an election year. So you've got Silencing of conservatives, which happens. I, I'd been mentioning uh, Endeavor Communications with Newsmax. I wanted you to know that particularly because that's a Central Indiana deal. Uh, DirecTV has canceled One American News Network, um, and the left cheers this. They cheer this as a victory. And I want to ask you. I mean, I'm critical of these leftist, dishonest CNNs of the world. When have I called for the? Uh, for for a cable provider to um, actually take them off their air. See if you believe in truth, and this is where this is where I uh, diverge dramatically from the way the radical left behaves. If you believe in truth, then you actually want a free and fair discussion and debate on these issues. Their, their starting premise is that you're an idiot and I'm an idiot. And we can't figure out uh, what's true if there's free and open debate. So they say, we're going to put the people out there in charge of making sure you only hear what's true. And so we're going to go. You can see how easily this can get abused, right? I mean, this this is an authoritarian's dream. You have someone who's in charge, a czar, if you will, of determining what can be reported in public. Which, by the way, when you look at some of these things that uh, – rank-and-file Democrats are in favor of regarding the next steps on COVID, um, fining people. There's a lot of Democrats that are cool with the government fining people who criticize or ask questions or don't just simply tell you to go get vaccinated and get your 28th booster or whatever we're on. Um, There are folks who are – they think that that's an acceptable role – for government. I don't call for people to not have a platform. I actually like I like when the government or, or when, when the government stays out and we're allowed just to debate. I love, I love because I love truth, I love to see two ideas going toe-to-toe, focused on the issues, right? That's really why we're doing the, the series on the TV show, the TV show because let's focus this on the issues. Let's focus this and determine what's true, regardless of who the candidates are that you think are supporting these things. Let's really first get to who's true, what, what's true, and then let's see the people 
that are most closely aligned and associated with endorsing and promoting these ideas, right? That's the way I look at this. I call these jokers out for lying. I challenge them to tell the truth. I mock them. I ridicule them. I think that's all 100% deserved on the parts of these professional deceivers. But what I won't do, what I won't do is beg people not to let them say what they say. I think it's dangerous, but I think I think the way to ultimately articulate that and communicate that and persuade on that is to is to actually engage in that process, not just silencing because folks that is that is a dangerous dangerous precedent to set. Who's going to be deciding what truth is? Who's going to be deciding what you and I can say and hear and think? I mean that is that is straight from the pits of hell, my friends. Where this could lead to. I mean that this is literally quite literally the basis of an authoritarian regime. And it's why it's so <laughs> it's laughable to me that people say Trump was the authoritarian when in all reality when in all reality the the types of uh, the the environment that we need within a country, within a news media, within political parties and so forth to foster authoritarianism is much more closely aligned with what we see uh, when Democrats are in office and the media fawns over the president and asks him his favorite uh, ice cream flavor when they ignore things like Hillary Clinton and the email scandal and all that stuff, when they lie to us about things to protect a politician, when they listen to a politician, a president like Joe Biden, tell them to you know do your job and make sure that you're you know, telling people the things we need to tell them so people will get vaccinated or whatever it is. These are the sorts of things you hear from the podium today. You might have heard a lot of conflict when Trump was there, but he was challenging them head to head. He wasn't he wasn't begging them to only tell his side of the story. <laughs> he he wasn't engaging in some of these, I think, cheap and lazy attempts um, to keep the narrative on what he wanted to. He went, I mean, he went head to head with these guys. But we don't call for these things. We don't call for silencing of places. And and if the, the criteria is a, a news organization undermining or calling into doubt the authenticity of our elections, hello, we had an entire 2016 election that still called into doubt. People just act like that never happened. President Trump was effectively impeached twice based upon the entire Trump-Russian collusion delusion. I mean, that's... That's what happened. Two times you could trace it back to these silly, unfounded, and unsubstantiated. In fact, as more information comes in over time, we find that those things are less and less believable than they even were at the beginning, which in my mind was always zero because it was silly nonsense that never made any sense to begin with. But then again, um, I'm a... I'm a free thinker. I don't sit there and just listen to what uh, Jim Acosta tells me or whoever else. Quick time out. Got to take a break, my friend. Sit tight. Back here in, back here in just a, there we go, just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, something else, I don't have a lot of time here. Um, to go along with this, which we, we talked about a, a lot, the Freedom to Vote Act, so-called Freedom to Vote Act, um, that's something that is high on the Democrats' list of priorities, even though it's a long shot. But again, I don't put anything past them. Don't 
put anything past them. Don't fall asleep on how they can bend, manipulate. I mean, use Jedi mind tricks or whatever else to get this uh, this stuff passed. Um, so there's that going on. We've got Twitter. Of course, we know Twitter is who Twitter is, but they're, they've started new rules which effectively stop Project Veritas from sharing videos they've shot of people basically admitting to all sorts of <laughs> illegalities or whatever that you know these Project Veritas videos have have uncovered because the new rule is you can't post something if the other person doesn't know they're in the video and that kind of is the whole point of an undercover video when someone's admitting to something on camera they're not going to do that if they know there's a camera um, and then really quickly they've got this uh, what happened over the uh, was it over the weekend in the um, uh, in Texas, the synagogue, where there was a someone had taken hostages, right, in Jewish uh, Jewish synagogue, and the government, the FBI in particular, is ha- was having problems figuring out what the motivations were here. They didn't want to tie this to anything, so uh, tie this to anything, or you know, terrorism or uh, anti-Semitism or anything like that. They were, again, as they normally do in situations like this, acting kind of confused. Um, and that's another – the other thing we have to be aware of is that our government agencies have lost virtually – folks, they have lost a ton, it, uh, virtually all credibility from the CDC, the FBI. It pains me to say that, especially about – Groups that are trying to protect us because there's good people in some of these, you know, well, in all the groups, there's, there's good people, but there's people that want to see a furtherance of an agenda. And those folks will stop at nothing and they will not, there's no lie they won't tell or information they won't withhold or deceit they won't engage in. It's sad, but that's what we have before us in this bureaucratic state. Quick time out back in just a minute. friend so the next time you hear of course with all this january 6 hearing stuff and all that you're gonna hear a lot more about it the next time you hear people talking about just how uh, much of a threat republicans are to our democracy remember the real threat to our democracy are is the radical left and the folks in the media who help uh, perpetuate spread advance these liberal lies and the agenda. And that's really the real threat. They don't want you, they don't want us to hear both sides of an argument or the other perspectives. They want us to be told one side is true. If you believe the other side or something else, you are a danger, a menace, a threat, terrorist, whatever. And you have no business thinking those things, and you probably should turn yourself into the thought police. We're not too far from that, my friends. I got to go. Have a great week. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.